Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Help for HD Live, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at helpforhd.org. To watch us in person, find Help for HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help for HD Live is going on air in 5, 4, 3, 2, Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This show is made possible because of a grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals, HSG, and the Griffin Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder, and today I have Katie Jackson on with me um, to talk about their amazing time in Orlando, Florida, um, doing the hype event uh, this past weekend, and um, just kind of go over some expectations, I think, for the year as far as hype goes. Katie, thanks so much for joining me. Yes, thank you for um, thinking about doing a recap on this event because it was it was a very, very good event because we were finally able in a very short capacity to be able to be back together again. Um, there weren't very many people there just staying very COVID conscious and trying to do the best we could. There was a lot of thought and safety put into play, um, but uh, at the end of the day, the people that were able to be there, um, it was just, it just showed, it showed me personally is how much the human interaction with our community is so important. Um, I don't know if it's like that with, I mean, I know that us as like a human species, obviously human connection is important, but um, I don't know about other disease states, but I know ours personally, our community is um, so important and it, it plays the most vital role um, in our journey as far as support um, is each other. So I think that the last two and a half years have been have been really, really hard on our community. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and I totally agree with that, needing that connection um, and, and like being present, I think, is, is the key part to that. Um, so tell us a little bit about the event itself, and um, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of talked about in other shows how you guys were going to be splitting up between JHC and um, mm-hmm. the HD stuff, and um, JHD was going to have their own stuff. Were you still able to do that? Yes. Yep. We absolutely did that. So we kicked off our event Friday, and we had our um, it was our Roaring Twenties um, party. And so everyone, it was like our welcome event. So everyone came and they were able to have food and entertainment and some stuff. Um, our, our, our request was we actually, this was um, an outdoor event, just trying to stay COVID um, safe. It was actually originally supposed to be indoors before this next vi- uh, variant hit us. But we actually decided to move it outdoors um, kind of at the last minute. It was cold in Florida, which is like, I guess, unheard of this time of year. But it was freezing, so it was kind of it was kind of interesting. But you know, um, everyone toughed it out and and stayed uh, and and stayed as warm as they could with the outfits they were wearing. But yeah, so we started off that uh, that night event, and um, when everyone got into town, so we made sure everyone was able to eat and have food available. And then we um, started our next day at actually um, the next day we served, uh, breakfast was served at 8 a.m. and that was our start of our our education component of this event. 
And um, so Saturday morning from 8 to 9, we just did like a breakfast with Help for HD. So we did breakfast and talked about resources and, and things that we have as a company um, that we can offer families. And then um, that's when everyone broke up into their breakout sessions. And we kept it, um, there was a, the room held um, 1,200 people, and we kept that room for the day under 80. So everyone had to sit at their own tables and had to stay six feet apart. And that part was challenging for people, I'm sure, but it worked out. Everything seemed to be, um, seemed to be okay with everybody staying, staying apart from each other. And, and that day, we actually had, um, we started the sessions off with like um, uh, different symptoms and symptom management of, of Huntington's disease. And we had the first time ever Dr. Stephen Arati speak from University of South Florida in Tampa, and he blew me away. He is so good. He's very young. He's a very young neurologist. Um, he, has, he specializes also in, like, dystonia and stiffness. He does his own Botox injections in his clinic. Um, he sees, you know, lots and lots of patients um, in that, within that um, Tampa clinic. And so he was just really, really, really awesome to hear a very fresh voice and kind of he, you know, um, a newer neurologist on the scene um, and how much he cares for his patient. He was patient. He was awesome. And then um, we were very lucky that Dr. Kendra Anderson flew in from Houston and she um, talked about cognition and she is a clinical psychologist and uh, over there on Dr. Aaron Stemming's team. And she is, she did awesome. And then, of course, we had Janelle Hogan. She was talking about Social Security and benefits. And then we did this really cool hype panel with Dr. Nick McFarland and Dr. Arati and Kendra, uh, Kendra Anderson. We had two social workers on it, which was super cool, which Janelle Hogan and, uh, from Tampa and Lisa Hale from Vanderbilt. And then, um, then we did family stories. Uh, Heather got up and talked about adaptive equipment that she's found that helps her with her husband, Nathan, and brought, the, brought different kinds of pants and a burger buddy, which I actually had never heard of, that helps keep sandwiches and burgers together while you eat them. Just like really nice. cool things. Yeah. I was like, this is like, she, she brought this thing and it expands out. So like if you, you make a sandwich or have a hamburger or whatever, it just fits right in to it. And then you hold the buddy and you eat it instead of holding the burger itself or sandwich so it doesn't fall apart. I was like, that's brilliant. Um, and then we had um, a little nonprofit organization with a lot of power, which is called Three Squeezes, um, that is based out of Florida. And um, she, uh, Laura spoke for us. We had, you know, Chris Brown, who was awesome. And then um, virtually Unicure and Sage came in. Sage was actually present um, at the event exhibiting, but they're um, – they wanted their lead scientific investigator to do the presentation, so he did. And then um, Unicure couldn't come at the last minute, so um, they came in virtually, which was which was fine, and it worked out, and there was no technical glitches, and <laughs> so it all that actually worked out really well. And then over um, in the JHD room, they had um, uh, you know Dr. Peg Napolis came in and talked about symptom and symptom management, and then their height panel was actually all JHD moms that was moderated by Lisa Hale from Vanderbilt. And so like Lisa Etheridge and um, Kendra Conselmo uh, um, and um, Stacey Sargent sat on that panel. Um, and then Bonnie Hennig came in, Dr. Hennig came in and um, answered some questions that were pre-submitted to her about JHD, um, more about grief and things like that. And then um, uh, Lauren, Byron came in and talked about Join HD, 
And then um, Kinzer and Stephen talked about their journey, like why you need an advocate because of Kinzer's horrific, horrific experience of the hospital mm-hmm. accusing her of child abuse and, um, and then negligence and all this stuff. And she's like the most amazing mother walking this earth. And it's just the lack of knowledge that the hospital had about JHD. And when she finally right. got the services with, you know, Stephen advocating next to her, she finally got her services. They finally like let her, you know, knew that she was a good mom, figured it out, like opened their eyes to what was right in front of them. And Meg died, um, um, went into cardiac arrest in the hospital that day. Um, and she, she passed. So her story on how Stephen played a vital role in her life um, was really important mm-hmm. to show people that you need someone to stand by your side. Um, then Stacey Sargent talked about, um, you know, the benefits of home health and hospice and on a pediatric kind of space. And then um, really cool because we had a stiffness and dystonia expert there, Dr. Arati, he was able to go into the JHD room and talk to them about dystonia and um, stiffness and different types of therapies, everything from like Botox, medications, and then different like physical therapies. So that was a, a really, I'm sure, um, important session for, for those moms. And then on top of that, we had a kid's room because we knew that people, um, that's one thing that I think organizations miss is they, they just like expect these kids to go like be with their parents. And first of all, the kids are super bored and um, usually are, you know, asking the parents questions and even kind of disturbing the meeting. Um, and then, you know, it, it's, so it's better to have something. So we actually had a full kids room. They had to wear masks. They had like all these different kinds of things they had to do. They had to separate um, as much as you can separate children. Um, but they had a full agenda and they like did paint projects. They did decorating their own Cure HD, JHD t-shirts. They made, they decorated cookies. They did their make a wish bottle that they can make a wish um, and hold tight to for their parents um, or family member living with HD. Um, they did like, chalk art and they did like a TikTok dance party where they all had to be separated but they did like different foam so I mean this had like a whole agenda for these kids and all the parents were like we they were so thankful because the kids first of all didn't want to go home with their parents um, <laughs> but they also were able to have their own special place and their own special time with their, their community and these are kids of course with JHD and at risk kids and um so some of those bonds are very important, and I don't think they need to be made in a, in a education um, setting um, about HD because they're too young for that. That's like more about the setting that they're in, you know. So that's being more of a play, easier setting um, than than in an education room that's meant for adults. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I absolutely love it, especially as you know somebody who has toddlers. Um, you know, that would keep me from going to an event. So knowing that something would be there for my kids so I could pay attention to something would be huge. So I think that was a great thing to have. Yeah, no, and it was it was like that. It was like the, you know, the parents were, I think a lot of it was some of the reasons why they were able to come. And, I, you know, it's so interesting to me how many people – Every time we host these events all across the nation, and even virtually, how many people, it's their first HD event. Um, there were so many people that told me this is our first event we've ever been to. 
And, um, and I don't know if like it was because they knew we were going to have, you know, a kid's room where they, they could pay more attention because a lot of them don't want their kids exposed to a lot of stuff that's talked about in the HD room, especially when mm-hmm. we're talking about final stages of, of HD. You know, that's really hard for a five-year-old to grasp or a six-year-old, seven-year-old, you know. There's heavy topic matter, and, and us as HD families, we're, you know, majority of us, not all of us, are, are pretty open with our kids. You can't really hide, you know, especially, like, if you're living in the home with your parent that's in, age, in stage HD and you're young. Um, but at the same time, it's just not, to me, the place for kids to have to hear about that. It's more time for them to have, you know, a little bit of kid fun time while their parents are dealing with the serious stuff. Um, but yeah, so, and then we, we wrapped up our meeting that night with, um, our, our, uh, back to the seventies party, which the costumes were hilarious. Everyone got dressed up. If people didn't get dressed up, we actually had things there for them. Like we had like the glasses and the peace necklaces and, um, all that fun stuff. And once again, they had, you know, food and, and, um, drinks, entertainment and, um, silent auction was, was there. And so, um, it was really, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was, you know, the, it was small. I'm, I'm going to say that we had actually, this was our largest event that we ever had registered. We had over 260 families registered for this event before COVID. That's Hit awesome. Hard. We obviously could only bring in at that time after that, we could only bring in a hundred people. And um, that was devastating to have to, you know, make that call. But before we had 260 families registered and those are families and then we had you know 17 exhibitors we had um uh, it was just crazy how many speakers we had we had like our lineup of speakers we had a um you know our lineup of speakers was was insane you know covid spiked and we had to readjust and you know we could have canceled this event um, but we decided um, to make it hybrid and offer it to everyone at home as well um, through the virtual kind of uh, the virtual platform and stream it and then still have um, the people move forward. So, so, you know, it went, it went as well as you, you could imagine in the, you know, midst of a pandemic still and, and trying to find a new model of how these education events are going to have to work because COVID's not going away. Um, I know we all wish it would, but I, I don't think it's going to. So we have to learn how to live differently and mm-hmm. it sucks, but it totally sucks. But, but unfortunately it's, it's, I don't think it's going away anytime soon. So we still have to bring education. And if we do have to go back to a full virtual form, we, we will. Um, but maybe there's another model. We'll just have to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I find it interesting, you know, that you said that, you're always surprised to see how many people say, well, this is my first time going to an event. And I think, I think we get a little jaded after so many years of, um, of doing things uh, because we're so used to what's already out there. And we tend to forget about how many people are actually discovering HD in their families right now. Um, Yeah. You know, and remembering that all of these things, that's why these, these symposiums and that's why these, sessions are so important and while we may have heard them again or have actually you know have participated in so many things um, we still need to do these for all of the people who are new to our community and we certainly need to welcome them with with open arms so they don't feel like um, they're by themselves so I love that you still went forward with the event 
And, you know, it's really, really kind of um, why I think hype is so important because, like, us being advocates for so long, right, Lauren? Like, we've done this for so many years. So, like, what is a CAG? What is normal gray range? What is gray range? What is normal range? What is, you know what I mean? All these different things. This is stuff we have heard a million times, right? And so, for us, it seems like when it's talked about at conferences, we're like, we're hearing it again. You know what I mean? But so many times, families, this is the first time they're hearing this information. So, hype is such a cool concept because what it does is when you get into the hype session that usually will last, you know, an hour and a half to two hours, people ask their own questions. So really it's where you're at and where you are in your knowledge or the knowledge you want or the questions you have where you are able to present to your panel of experts, your HD experts. So that's something like that's really interesting to me when I um, start reading the hype questions before I I present them to the experts um, is how different the questions are and how people Mm -hmm. really are at different places and their questions, you know, some of these questions that were asked, they would have never been covered if we just did a symptom, symptom management session and research, research sessions. Some of these questions would have never been meant. Um, But Mm -hmm. because of hype, then we are at, we're able to bring those questions to the forefront and have them answered for people. Um, there were questions about work. You know, my loved one is thinks he should be promoted um, and he keeps getting demoted. And how do I, how do I um, support him through this? And he's, he's upset because he keeps losing, you know, his different parts of his job and it's being taken away from him. And, um, and this loved one, this his loved one. I I know these people very well, and they're probably in mid mid really very much mid stage HD, very symptomatic. But he doesn't. He has a lack of awareness, and so he doesn't understand. And so like questions like that, you know, those those aren't covered in sessions. <laughs> they just aren't. Um, when you go to you know um, a, a a normal convention um, or symposium or things, they they just don't cover this kind of stuff. We had someone ask if they could, you know, kind of sneak behind their loved ones back and, and sign up for social security for him because he does not, he denies Huntington's. He doesn't have it. He has a lack of awareness and he does not want to face it, but they are losing their house and they're losing everything. Can I go behind his back? The answer is no, you can't. But what a good question. Cause that question leads into a lot of other things going on in that family's life. Right. So, and they were able to actually expand on that, you know, on what, Ananasia and lack of awarenesses and what, what, you know, so I think that's kind of the most beautiful thing about hype is that it, it definitely um, puts the, puts us as the community in the driver's seat on how the conference goes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And you're right. Very good questions that we tend to not um, have brought up very often and and should, you know, we all need, Mm -hmm. there's so many questions out there still especially as we, mm-hmm. you know, navigate new territory with research and, and stuff. So there's always going to be really mm-hmm. great questions that need answers um, as we find yeah, out more absolutely. and more. Yep. My favorite question I've ever had from Hype, and I, I, I do this, this was year, probably about three years ago I got this question. And then my most powerful question I've, I've ever received, and it was so funny that it, it doesn't seem powerful, but it so is when you think about it. She said, um, my husband has uh, Huntington's. And he's in mid to late stage. And my, my daughter has JHD. 
what happens if my house catches on fire? Who do I say first? They both need me 100%. And I thought about it. I was like, that was such an amazing question because who does she go for first? Who does, who, if it's just her, and then she had a son, a, a child that was, you know, he was two at the time. What does she do? And so the, the answer was, was really great. You know, go to your fire department right now and ask them. In this situation, what I have, can you come into my home and help me, you know, have an exit plan and a strategy of what I would do. But, like, questions like that, you know, I, I, I think are, are so important, and they're really never talked about at these what we call education events. But really what we do is we, we do a lot of research updates, which is amazing, very important, and we talk a lot about symptom and symptom management, but we don't talk about a lot about day-to-day challenges, and we don't a lot of times address what the people in the room have questions about. So well, and that's, a, that's, that's my awesome my head um, because <laughs> – no, you're, you're, you're so right. Uh, I just had this conversation um, <clears throat> with somebody about HD cab and the fact that, you know, that the meeting I was on, it was a whole group of people from all over the world, right? They're all younger mm-hmm. people who are caregivers and um, mm-hmm. everybody, somebody said, you know, I have the biggest problem with them sleeping and somebody else goes, I know. And all of a sudden it becomes this huge discussion about insomnia. And about mm-hmm. what happens if they've had insomnia and how bad their symptoms get. And it makes you realize that that's the day-to-day stuff that we don't talk about. And so we don't realize how bad it is for somebody else. What about the stomach mm-hmm. issues? Nobody talks about, I mean, we talk about it a little mm-hmm. bit. But what about the bladder issues? That's not something that was discussed mm-hmm. until recently. Or the fact that the yep. second leading cause of death in Huntington's patients is heart disease. That's something that, again, that was not discussed because we don't talk about, like you said, the day-to-day things that we're dealing with um, to see those changes. And um, so it was really interesting to have that on that phone call. Um, And yeah, it's a real good thing that hype has um, that I've seen every single time we've had hype. You get these these questions like that. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm saying we could run a hype session. We always do two hours, right? Sometimes an hour and 45 minutes. I never have enough time. I have to rush them along. So I, at the end, at the end of like, I was coming close to the two hours. I saw probably 17 questions left. I think I counted 17. I get flooded with questions during hype. And I can tell you that in all assurance, we could do a whole hype um, for probably the whole entire day, and we would still have questions coming in because one question will lead to another, and someone will come up and hand me another piece of paper. And then, you know, um, but I always feel like we're so rushed during hype because we get so many questions um, that we, we for sure could do, you know, hype easily for the first, you know, I, I think we could run four to five hours of hype and it would still keep going. Maybe we should do that sometime. And see how long we can yeah. keep it going. Um, yeah. Sure. The other thing that you mentioned is she asked a question about what she does if there's a fire. Well, what are people doing? This is, and this actually came to my mind a few years ago when you guys were going to um, to Puerto Rico and um, you know other places that were dealing with catastrophic events. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what do people do if they're flooded in? If they have no power and in, 
an advanced stage person who can't get out of the house. Like those are Mm -hmm. things that I never thought of until you had been talking to me about um, going and seeing these families and what they were dealing Mm -hmm. with in these, you know, natural disasters um, and not being able to get out and things. So um, again, I think that's a perfect example of, you know, where hype is amazing and where help for HD is amazing because we are seeing those types of things um, and able to talk about those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, a lot of times I think like, you know, we said the research is important, but our day-to-day struggles and our day-to-day questions and that, that that's really, those need to be addressed. Um, they really do because families have to try to navigate stuff all on their own and and um, and the, the cool thing is is some of the best answers to hype come from the actual caregivers in the room because a professional will say something, a caregiver will put their hand up and like, wait, wait, here, no, this actually works. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, yes, there are definitely the real experts in the room, and those are the caregivers. They know what's going on, you know. So. Yeah, um, absolutely. So what do we have to look forward the- to as far as hype goes for this year? <sighs> so. <laughs> you know, everything is really up in the air. You know, one thing that, that Hype Orlando taught us is that, is that um, you know, at a drop of a dime, every single thing can change on you, um, which is exactly what um, is exactly what happened to us, unfortunately. So um, we are, our plan is that we will be in the next couple of days, you're going to see um, Hype virtual, our first virtual Hype open up for March. I don't know if it's the first Friday or the second Friday in March yet. We're still, like, just going with the details with our speakers. Um, but it's going to be the first or second Friday in March will be hype virtual. What that means um, is that we are doing the whole shabam. You're going to get giveaway boxes. You're going to get awareness stuff. You're going to get promo. You're going to get brochures. You're going to get resources. Everything is going to be sent to your home. So um, on top of then coming in virtually, um, for an education um, experience um, via Zoom or, or Facebook or YouTube or Vimeo, uh, uh, Vimeo or whatever that looks like uh, for you, whatever platform you like to use. Then on April 30th, our plan is to go in person in Sacramento, California. Um, I'm assuming it will be another hybrid event um, just because of still trying to keep um, things based apart, and um, I definitely think we'll still keep the JHD component because that was so important for people to have. And, um, and so, uh, but that will be in Sacramento. And then um, come July, we'll do another virtual, um, sympo- uh, virtual hype, and then um, our big one will be this year in October, October 14th, uh, we'll be in Nashville. Um, uh, Tennessee, but that that's actually not a hype. That's a symposium. So those are kind of our, our in-person, quote-unquote, like we're actually going to be having people together if we don't completely, if COVID doesn't completely shut us down again. Um, we'll be in Sacramento April 30th, Nashville October 14th um, with two virtual um, hypes breaking that up. Awesome. Um, I was going to ask you another question. Let me think about what I Oh, and then oh. another thing that just, this is not about hype, but the weekend before hype took place, we exhibited at the um, national, um, I'm sorry, the state conference for Florida. 
Um, so we went and um, it was actually at the hotel next to the one that we had hype in, which was really convenient. So um, we were there, Vicki Owen and myself, we um, exhibited on Sunday and Monday to tons of officers. They were super engaged. They always are. You know, it's so interesting. Um, they always like try to run from us. And then when they realize we're a nonprofit and they start to listen about Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's and they always say, oh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for teaching us. You know, their whole the whole demeanor kind of changes. Um, but, yeah, so we did do that. Oh, cool. Um, well, that's good, too. I knew that you had been – you were you were there early, um, and I had seen some photos from the event. Yeah. So it's really good to hear all about that as well. Um, yeah. So we can plan on some in-person as long as COVID, you know, doesn't do its thing um, for 2022 yeah. like it's currently doing. Yes, exactly. I actually am heading off to another in-person, I'm, um, in-person smaller HD event um, in Nashville in two weeks that I'm really excited to go to. Um, actually, I think, yeah, it's just a little over two weeks now, so um, two weeks from Saturday. So I think people are starting to do, you know, in-persons. They're just keeping them very small and safe um, because, I, like I said, I have one I'm attending um, in Nashville in a couple of weeks. So but it's just doing it very cautiously and, and, you know, um, um, Florida may have been a little bit of a challenging state because they definitely, um, they, they, they're, they just are, they live with COVID a little different, um, than what I'm used to in California, but, um, it is not one way is not right, wrong. What, you know, everyone has their own way of doing this and I, there's no judgment there. It's just different than what I I'm used to. Um, but I think at the same time, as a company, uh, we go in with, with certain um, kind of face, safety measures in play and, and try to keep people as safe as we can. Can we keep people safe from COVID? No, obviously we can't. Um, but at the same time, I think people are, you know, we'll see what, we'll see what 2022 brings. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really glad that you came on and you talked about the event. It looked like such a fun time. Um, and yeah, and I so wish we I could have been there um, now knowing that there was no. like a whole kids section especially. Um, but yeah, well there will be. From we will here look on forward out, to. It worked. Yeah, we'll look forward to it for Nashville because that at least is within driving distance for me. Um, so hopefully yeah. I will be able to make it to to Nashville for that reason. Um, but really, thank yeah. you so much for coming on. Thanks for all that you're doing right now. I know you're crazy busy constantly. Um, and hopefully you yeah, get a, I know. I a little hoping, bit of a breather soon. I, I know. I'm hoping I don't sound like I'm exhausted. I'm, I was like, people are probably going, is Katie okay? Um, I just haven't, you know, I've been gone for two weeks and I've, I just flew home last night. So I am a little bit tired. Yeah, no. I, and then I fly out for Nashville again. I, I actually do have, I am going to have a four day vacation, which is very random for me. So in uh, the following month, so I'm very much looking forward to having four days to breathe and then getting back on it. So. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, um, thanks so much for joining me today, um, and I hope that everybody will look forward to, um, especially with this news coming out from Roche and Genentech, we'll be doing a show on on the information soon um, to kind of give an update. Obviously, most organizations are doing an update, but um, we want to make sure that we cover it the way that we cover it, and I already have questions from the community ready for whoever joins us um, from Genentech. And uh, so it'll be a really great show. Um, And 
you know, other than that, I just hope that uh, everybody stays safe, and we will talk to you again soon. Take care. Take care. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.help4hd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications. 